Welcome, Michael Shell, Real Michael Shell, MichaelShell.us. Always find us, just Google Real Michael Shell or MichaelShell.us. It's my podcast, Michael Shell's podcast. Another way to find us, just Michael Shell's podcast. President Trump is going to be joining Buck and Clay in just a minute, so we're going to record his comments here on the 31st of August, 2021. We, not we, well, I guess it's we. Because of what Biden's done, we're out of Afghanistan. We've left everything, our bases, airplanes, Humvees, so much equipment, missiles, material. I can't figure out any way that would not be helping the enemy. And to be helping the enemy is treasonous. Biden should have been impeached over the border would have been enough. Our border problem would have been enough to impeach Biden. With this, there's no reason not to get rid of this sorry son of a bitch. It's time people stand up. I know we have to live. We still got to get along when we can. But this is treasonous. This is treasonous, what Biden has done in Afghanistan and what he has done on our border, allowing the illegals just to pass straight through. Without a mask, by the way. <laughs> you wear a mask if you want to. We don't need any mask mandates. So this is Michael Shell. We appreciate everybody. Michael Shell for mayor, 2022, the 23rd of August. On a Tuesday, we got less than a year for the mayor election. Of course, in Gadsden, you don't even sign up and register till the 1st of July, which is crazy, but that's the way Gadsden does it. Just because we've done things stupid in the past doesn't mean we've still got to stay on that same same pathway. We can do better. We can do different. So, Michael Shell for mayor, Box 2537, Gadsden, Alabama, 35903, phone number 256-GADSDEN, shellmayor.com. We're waiting for, uh, for President Trump to join the show, and I'm going to record that so everybody can hear this. Because I don't know how many people... Listen to Rush's old show with Clay and Buck. I've listened to Rush since since 88. He passed away earlier this year. So we love Rush. And uh, Clay and Buck are doing a great job filling his shoes, which is not easy to do. They're in a commercial right now. Turn them down just a touch. I'm waiting for President Trump to come on. And we'll go directly to Trump when uh, when he gets here. One quick commercial while they're doing one. I'm going to give a free commercial to MyFreeDoctor.com. Dr. Ben Marble, Pensacola, Florida. MyFreeDoctor.com. If you know anybody that has the China virus, if you have the China virus, if you need real medical help on your phone, sitting in your home, wherever you're at, MyFreeDoctor.com. Dr. Ben can help you. MyFreeDoctor.com. He is one of America's frontline doctors. He has been on the front line helping people in every state in the United States of America. He has helped someone, many people, in every state in the United States of America. MyFreeDoctor.com for real help with the China virus. Well, you know, the rendering plan has been kind of stupid for, for a solid year now. They've... The mayor and the council do not have the guts, courage, or the capacity to say 
we don't want a rendering plant at our airport. Even the, the airport board cannot make that statement. Is that not amazing? These stupid people want to have a rendering plant right beside or at the end of our runway for the airport. It's 6,800 feet. Guess what? We need to add about 3,000 feet on there to accommodate a 747. 747s are cargo planes. Cargo is big business, air freight. We need connecting flights that get Gadsden connected to, to Nashville, Memphis, Houston, Birmingham, Atlanta, Charlotte. Connecting flights get people out of here and get people in here to do business, to vacation, to spend money, to have to have a life. An airport is essential to making Gadsden grow again. And that is one of my points on my 10-point plan to make Gadsden grow again. We are going to have connecting flights at our airport. We have in the past. We can again. Connecting flights make a difference. Connecting flights, I don't know why this has been just flat out avoided and minimized by by the mayor and the council and, and the airport board. Nobody seems to have any simple growth-minded ideas of how to grow Gadsden. The airport, when you can bring 300 people in, 200 people, 100 people at one time and they've landed here, they're going to disperse in taxis, go to hotels, do things, do business, spend money, and then you know go back to wherever they're from. And just like we do when we're on vacation. Think of all the money you spend when you're on vacation. Our many business people go to other cities and states to do business, as I do as a truck driver. So business is not that complex. But, you know, one of the key differences between myself and the mayor and council right now is I've been a Republican since 1980. Ronald Reagan was a, the first president that I voted for when I was 19. The mayor and the council, I've never heard them say one good word about Reagan or Trump. Not one word. Because they're dedicated Democrats. Now, I know maybe two or three of them are independents. What is the difference between an independent and a Democrat? Not very much. And independents are basically closet Democrats. So I think President Trump is going to be right here on the program right now. We're going to let him speak, and we'll come back and close it out shortly. Again, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton, appreciate all of you hanging out with us. We're about to be joined by 45 himself, President Donald Trump, going to join the show here in the next couple of minutes as Joe Biden also prepares to address what is going on in Afghanistan 20 years after that war began. We're almost to the 20th anniversary of 9-11. I don't think there's any doubt at all that the reason why Joe Biden wanted to be out by August 31st, Buck, was he was hoping to have a big celebration on the 20th anniversary of 9-11 where he was able to say, see, I got us out of this war, and that would be an accomplishment of his first term. Instead, basically everything has blown up in Joe Biden's face. The border is a disaster. The murder rate overall has skyrocketed. We have got major issues uh, associated with uh, inflation and everything that basically Joe Biden has touched has turned, let's be honest, to crap beyond a shadow of a doubt. And Joe Biden is in a place right now, Clay, where he's just hoping 
that the focus shifts away from what has happened there and what is continuing to happen because it's impossible. This is There are some things where no matter how much you, you put Saki out there and the rest of the corporate uh, Democrat media, they're not going to be able to convince people to stop believing their own lying eyes. And that's what we've seen in Afghanistan. That's what we see with a whole host of issues. The fact that we're not even covering, we're not even seeing media coverage of our wide open southern border, which yes. is setting records month after month. The old, the old paradigm, Clay, was in the summer, the numbers would go down, right? It's hot, people don't, and you gotta think about it, it's not just uncomfortable, people die of dehydration, Border Patrol will tell you that. And now we're in a place where because the border's so open and it's so easy, people are saying, well, I'm not gonna wait, I'm gonna go now while I can, and so you're setting record numbers. That's because of a Biden decision. These are all and, because and, of policies that they put in place. And what's so frustrating about it, there is zero coverage of that, right? And you're right, and we talked about earlier in the show how there's going to be a clear attempt to pivot away from Afghanistan, away from all the lives that were lost in Afghanistan, away from the chaotic departure, leaving behind all the material, billions of dollars. We spent $2 trillion on this war, and the departure from Afghanistan was more of a calamity than even the departure from Saigon was uh, back in 1975, all of it is an unmitigated disaster. And frankly, Buck, I don't even know what they can point to as it pertains to Joe Biden in the first eight months that is not infinitely worse than even the most ardent Joe Biden critics might have believed was going to be possible. That's where I feel like I, I have a, a little bit of a little bit of sheepishness on this, Clay. I I assumed I assumed that the presidency of Joe Biden would be a disaster. But I thought that there'd be some autopilot aspects of it, right? Yes. Like I thought that coming out of COVID, for example, the economy would have enough of a wind at its back that you'd be saying employment. I mean, there'd just be optimism and people would be wanting to start businesses and do these things. Yeah, you're seeing some pockets of asset inflation, really, that's going on right now. But the economy overall is not done very well because COVID, remember he said he was gonna, sh he was gonna shut down COVID, not the economy? That turned out to be overpromising to say the least. Well, there's no doubt. And you start to factor and add all these things up. And one of the big questions has been, as Biden tries to dodge the blame for this unmitigated disaster in Afghanistan, is this going to follow him and be directly connected to the domestic policy agenda, which is also failing? We are joined now by 45 himself, President Donald Trump. Uh, President Trump, we appreciate you making the time for us. What is your reaction as you see this unmitigated disaster of Joe Biden's leadership in Afghanistan, and how much different do you think it would be if you were president of the United States right now? Well, it would have been the exact opposite because, frankly, we were in perfect shape. Uh, Abdul, he's now the head guy. That was the one I was dealing with, and he understood exactly what I was saying. I said, they'll be held to pay if you touch any American soldiers and even or any Americans and even Biden said the other day, I think probably uh, mistakenly from his standpoint, because they don't usually do this. But he came out and said, well, no American soldier was killed since we since uh, the previous administration came to that agreement, which is true. We had many other conditions and they were strong conditions and they didn't meet some of them and we bombed the hell out of them. 
and they would have met them all and we would have been out we would have had all of our people out we would have had all of our equipment i said every nail i want every nail every screw every tank every plane and those planes are in very good work you know do you look at apaches they cost a fortune tens of millions of dollars and they were flying them yesterday they were having a good time flying our apache helicopters and uh, they have whether it's 73, 83, or $85 billion worth of equipment, thousands of trucks, hundreds of tanks, and other kinds of military uh, gear, and, and it's just disgraceful what happened. And it's, I think it's the greatest embarrassment in the history of our country. Donald, uh, President Trump, it's, it's, it's uh, Buck Sexton here, and I just want to know, um, do you think, hey, good to talk to you again, sir. Uh, do you think that... Um, we're going to get all these Americans out, and do you think that, uh, what would you want to see happen here? What would you like to see to get them all out? Well, now I'm hearing stories that they were trucked to the border, and the Taliban turned them back and said, you go back, and they even sent armed guards with them. This is coming out today. Uh, yesterday, tremendous disrespect uh, was paid by Biden when he kept looking at his watch over and over again. I understand every time, every time... Uh, a coffin came off the plane. He was looking at his watch, and the people, uh, the the parents and the relatives are just angry as they should be. Nobody should have been killed. We had that under perfect control. And after I got out, which was a rigged election, it just shows you how important it is. But after I got out, uh, Abdul and his group they went wild. They went wild, and the Americans were told to leave by that time, too. That's why they ran out. They wanted to make it that last minute. The plane went off, but they left a lot of people behind, and probably a lot more than the 200 or 250 that they're talking about, and now people are calling in saying they're afraid for their lives. Uh, American University, they're all afraid for their lives. The kids are calling in. What kind of a... a thing is this and the marines are so brave and the navy and the army and all of them the air force and you see what's happening and I, i'll tell you the soldiers didn't want to leave but our television generals are terrible we have great generals because i wiped out the i wiped out the 100 percent of the isis caliphate in iraq and syria and we did it quickly a lot quicker than the television guys said we could do it and we have great generals we have great people but not the television generals president trump I know you can't. I watched you on Hannity, and I know you said because of FEC rules, you couldn't announce whether you were going to run again in 2024. But when you see how much of a disaster Joe Biden has been in the first eight months, and I'm sure you've seen some of the data where a lot of different people who voted for Joe Biden have come out and said, boy, you know, if we had this to do all over again, we'd vote for for President Trump. It feels like if you got the opportunity to run against him, assuming they try to run him again in 2024, that you would absolutely wallop and destroy him. How much would you relish that opportunity? Well, number one, I have to tell you, I think they did vote for me, okay? If you look at what's going on in the various states, I think they did vote for me. I got 75 million votes, which was 12 million more votes than I got the previous That's right. election, 2016. And I think they actually did. Uh, and I put out a statement yesterday, if they could run a war as well as they rig an election, we'd have no enemies. We'd, we'd have uh, total control over everything. It's very sad. When you look at this, it's very, very sad. But 
Uh, you know, when you do that, when you announce uh, regulations, rules, regulations, everything else, it's a whole new set. But I'll be honest with you, I am thinking about play doing something early because this is ridiculous what's happening. They're destroying our country. These people are destroying. They're using prosecutors to their own benefit. That's all they know how to do is cheat and use prosecutors to their own benefit. They have prosecutors all over the place going after Republicans, IRS going after Republicans. And we don't play that game. The Republicans haven't played that game with our guys. That's for sure. So you're but, thinking, uh, though, already, you're so frustrated that you're thinking about place. stepping in and going ahead and saying, let's go. Well, I'm thinking about it much more. I Look, I figured I'd wait till after midterms, but I am thinking about it. When I look at the border, when I look at what he's doing with inflation, and when I look, I was so proud. We we're energy independent, really, for the first time in the history of our country. They say 75 years. For the first time in the history of our country, energy independent. Gasoline was a dollar eighty-seven. And think of it, a dollar eighty-seven a gallon, and now it's going to be over five or six dollars very soon. Uh, we're no longer energy independent, by the way. And he stopped so much. They stopped Anwar. They've been trying to get Anwar in Alaska, probably the biggest drilling site in the world. I got that done. Reagan couldn't get it done. Nobody could get it done. I got it done. And they just gave it back. They just gave it up. And now they're going to see, and you've seen it, you've reported on it. Now they're going to see OPEC to see if they will give us some oil and energy. They want energy now from OPEC. We didn't have to talk to OPEC. OPEC talked to us. So... When I look at what's happening with that, with the border, with, with Afghanistan, Afghanistan makes the border look good. Because frankly, I mean, what they did with the border was grossly incompetent. We had the best in our history now, it's the worst in our history, in just a few months. But that looks good compared to this horror show in Afghanistan. President Trump, so can, I, can I ask you what, are you, what are you planning in the immediate future? You know, we, all, we often, we've asked you before, are you going to get back into the big fight as a contender? But in the in the midterms, which are going to be coming up sooner, what are you planning and what is the, the MAGA movement going to do to try to take power back in, in the meantime from these Democrats who are failing the country on so many levels? Well, the MAGA movement, as you say, is stronger than I think it's ever been. Uh, you saw the crowd, the massive crowd I had in Alabama on Saturday night. It was incredible in the rain and thunder and everything else, and you, you, you couldn't even see the end of it. It was so big. And uh, I'm going, I'll be doing rallies, but I think maybe most of I'm going up to Iowa, we're going to Georgia, we're doing rallies, and we have massive rallies, probably bigger than even before the election because they see what's happening. But uh, one of the things I'm doing that you cover very well is endorsing people. And I'm 128 and 2 in endorsements. We just got somebody great in. And uh, if you look at uh, what just happened in Ohio, great state of Ohio, and frankly, Texas, where we had two Republicans running. It's the first time that's happened, two Republicans running for a House seat. But we're doing great. And uh, the uh, endorsement seems to be very important. You know the expression, an endorsement's not worth the paper it's written on? Except if Trump does it, and I'm honored by it, it's a great honor, and we're getting great people in, so we're endorsing really great people, and that's what I'm focused on that. But I may, I may be taking a look at exactly the first part of your question, because our country is being destroyed. What we need, Mr. President, we appreciate the time that you're giving us today. We hear from our audience so much. They miss you, and they want you throwing punches on behalf of them because there's so few people standing up in an aggressive way to the Biden administration. What Buck and I would like to do 
is we'd like to come down to Mar-a-Lago and do the show with you, let you take calls, do as much of the show as you would like with us to talk to our people and your people and help lead that fight. Will you pick a day? We'll come down any time yeah. in the future that yeah. works for I'll you and bring the show down yeah. to Mar-a-Lago with you. We've been, sure. we've been talking about it. It would be my honor, and we'll do it. And you guys are doing a great job, and I've been watching, and I'm looking at your ratings. Rush would be very proud of you. I'll tell you, Rush was our friend. Rush was incredible. You know, I didn't know Rush, and I came down the escalator with our great first lady, and we came our future first lady at that time. And Rush loved it, and he loved what I had to say. He said he's speaking the truth, and he was there, and I didn't know Rush. And I got to know him well, and he was great. He'd be very proud of you two guys. President Trump, we really appreciate your time today, sir. And we're looking forward not only to you bringing the fight to the, uh, to the left and helping this country get back on its feet, but also, we'll see you down in Mar-a-Lago, sir, Just probably pick a day. time when it's a little chilly up here in the Northeast. We'll do that. We yeah. will do that. Thank we'll you so much, President well, Trump. not fun. We have to do it. We, we have will to do, do it. Absolutely. An honor, sir. Trump. Thanks so much for being with us. Clay, I mean, does it, how, how else it's can we a good way to finish off a show. We'll <laughs> talk about that tomorrow. We appreciate all of you. He's always fantastic. fantastic. How good is that Mar-a-Lago show going to be? Is Amazing. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the IB Network. Gadsden's News Weather and Sports Station is News Radio 1019. Big Wax. Well, and that concludes uh, President Trump today. You know, he, uh, did you enjoy that? I love hearing him speak. Why? Because he speaks truth. He doesn't need notes to speak. <laughs> I, that's one of the things I laugh at people when they speak sometimes. they got to have all their notes in front of them to know what to say. If you can't say it from your heart, it's nine times out of ten, it's not that, that deliverable. It's not even that believable sometimes. Speak from your heart. When you speak, it makes a difference. Speaking from the heart, I want to tell you something real quick. I've talked about my ten-point plan. I talked about it flights just a minute ago but here's here's the summary of my 10 point plan and i want you to know these we're going to be expounding on it we've got videos and audio and and other podcasts but michael shell's 10 point plan to make gasna grow again starts with michael shell mayor first and a brand new 100 percent growth minded council point number one eliminate gadsden's two percent employment tax Number two, limit all elected officials to two terms. Number three, elect Republican growth-minded council members. Number four, build a 25,000-person entertainment venue outdoors at first. Number five, create a regional airport with dedicated routes. Number six, streamline the building process to build new or to renovate homes. Number seven, entice businesses to relocate to Gadsden and expand the job opportunities. Number eight, simplify the city's sign ordinance. Number nine, sell city-owned properties by auction. Number 10, promote Gadsden. My phone number is 256-GADSDEN, which I will give to the city, and we will use that to promote Gadsden. When I become mayor, the phone number, 256-423-7336. And we can promote this number to national and international markets. We need to, we need to promote Gadsden. We're here located 100 miles south of Chattanooga, 
125 miles west of Atlanta and 50 miles north of Birmingham. We're in a geographically perfect area, yet we've had all of the demise of our business and population. Gadsden population when I was born in 1961 was 55,000 people. Today, it's less than 35,000. The census shows it to be 33,000 in some numbers. I forget the exact, but we've lost this many people, over 20,000 people. We can make Gazda grow again. We must make Gazda grow again with Michael Shell Mayer. This is Michael Shell's podcast. We're going to conclude. God bless you. We love you. We'll see you next time. We can make Gazda grow again, but I cannot do it without you. God bless you. We'll see you next time.